0: And you're back with our Encounter with God section here on Faith FM. And we have a clue for our quiz. Another clue for our yes, quiz. Yes,
1: <laughs> a quiz, a clue. It's a What City Ch- am My Quiz. The third clue being great numbers of people were saved in this city. So the church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas to encourage them. Hmm. Give us a call if you know the
0: answer. (laughs) 1-800-FAITH-FM. How could you not not know the answer if you have been listening to Faith FM for the last month?
1: That's right. 1-800-324-843. Of course, jump across to our uh, Instagram if you want to check out our Insta story where we give away even more quiz clues. Quiz clues. clues. Quiz
0: clues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quiz and clues are just uh, messes with with my tongue.
1: Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Click quizzes. see doesn't work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mon. Yes. Uh, let's go to the book of...
1: Acts.
0: Exodus.
1: Exodus? Yeah. <laughs> is that one of those new books, Exodus? <laughs> Exodus chapter 12 and verse
0: 43. Exodus 12 and verse 43, because we're learning about circumcision and why it was that it was such a big issue in the early church. I mean, this is probably what the biggest non-issue in Christianity today.
1: You're asking what the biggest non-issue is?
0: No, I'm saying this is probably the biggest non-issue yeah, in Christianity true, true. today. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're never going to have a discussion in church on whether circumcision is required or not.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because it was thankfully all solved back there in the Jerusalem Council. However, we need to look at some more of the background of why it was seen as being such a big issue. Could you read for us Exodus chapter 12 mm-hmm. uh, and start for us in verse 43, please?
1: Sure thing. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, These are the instructions for the festival of Passover. No outsiders are allowed to eat the Passover meal. But any slave who has been purchased may eat it if he has been circumcised. Temporary residents and hired servants may not eat it. Each Passover lamb must be eaten in one house. Do not carry any of its meat outside and do not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate this Passover festival.
0: This is interesting, stop right there for a moment Mm -hmm. Because it's talking about the Passover And sometimes I I come across Christians like Oh, we should be keeping the Passover And, you know, they'll have the Passover Mm -hmm. each year uh, Which is, you know, in my mind Is a denial of what Jesus did on Calvary Because, you know, the Passover was a symbol Like symbolic of Jesus' death on Calvary It wasn't a memorial It was something that pointed forward The communion service is a memorial Mm -hmm. It points back to what happened But the Passover was something that pointed forward and the Bible is very, very specific right here that no non-Jewish person, you know, can participate in the Passover unless they're circumcised.
1: So the people who do still. Do so if you're Passover. going to go by the
0: Passover law, which is a part of the ceremonial law, then you also have to go by the circumcision law, which was uh, attached to it.
1: And so these people who are these days still keeping Passover, they also then practicing circumcision?
0: Well, this is a question that maybe one day I will ask one when they tell me I need to be keeping the Passover.
1: Yeah, yeah, come back with that. Yeah, because
0: what the Bible says right Mm -hmm. here is pretty plain. Very clear,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, keep reading.
1: If there are any foreigners living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israelite. But no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. This instruction applies to everyone, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner living among you.
0: Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Does that then mean that you cannot be a follower of God unless you are circumcised? No. No, No. it just means that you can't participate in the Passover. Passover. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Passover pointed forward to the crucifixion of Jesus, Mm -hmm. but it was specific to the nation of Israel because it was an experience that Israel went through. Mm -hmm. And so we can look at um, some very devout followers of God who were not circumcised um and you know who God used in, in in incredible ways in fact one of the greatest messianic prophecies that you find in the books of Moses was not given by Moses it was not given by an Israelite it was not given by somebody who was circumcised it was given by somebody from uh, Mesopotamia which was Iran Iraq that area and his name was Balaam oh really yeah Damn. Now, of course, he messed up in the end, so maybe not the greatest example, but he did give one of the greatest prophecies you'll find anywhere in Scripture. In fact, he gave the prophecy that the wise men followed when they came to find Jesus.
1: When they followed the star. Yeah,
0: they followed, he mm-hmm. gave the prophecy mm-hmm. about the star that they followed, and of mm-hmm. course they were from Mesopotamia as well. They were Magi. And so you've got, um, you know, you've got a number of people. I can think of Naaman. Naman the leper, yeah, you know he became a follower of God, a devout and true follower of God. You look at Nebuchadnezzar who gave his life to God, and you know is died as a saved person, and we, 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 you know we have his whole a whole chapter of the Bible that he personally wrote, which is personal testimony of giving his life to God.
1: And there's no record of any of these men. Becoming circumcised.
0: No. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to become a part of the Jewish nation and you wanted to participate in the Passover, which was, you know, these were very special events, um, then this was how you did so. Okay. Yeah. But you start to see why why the Jews became um, – you can see where it's it's quite easy to mix the concept of covenant and salvation together. Yeah. Particularly when it's associated with the Passover Mm -hmm. because this is the death of Jesus Christ. That we're talking about right here. This this is symbolic of his death, and if you need to be circumcised to be participating in the Passover, which you know points forward to the death of Jesus Christ, then surely you can see the the new Christians going. You know, surely you need to be circumcised to be a follower or a believer of Jesus Christ.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I have to I have to tell you like. If that was a requirement to become a Christian, if I was a male, I'd, I'd never become a Christian. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a major stumbling block. But there were those who were, you know, who back in the day were like, "No, they they they, they became a follower of God," and they're like, "You know what?
1: They want to do Passover. I'm
0: going to so... I'm going to go the whole way with this." Mm-hmm. And uh, and there were those who did choose to do it on occasion.
1: Yeah, more power to all. But notice
0: what the Bible says. If you go over to Jeremiah chapter four, let's go to Jeremiah chapter four. Let's just clarify God's attitude towards this. Uh, was this salvational or was it covenant-based? Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 4. And that's what we need to determine here because this was this becomes Paul's whole argument in relationship to circumcision and salvation. Uh, verse 4, please, one.
1: O people of Judah and Jerusalem, surrender your pride and power. Change your hearts before the Lord, or my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins.
0: Doesn't say anything about it, does it? No. <laughs> Let me read it from. Let me read it from a translation that uh, is rather outdated, but is a more word for word translation.
1: Yeah, yeah. We better study the Bible.
0: Jeremiah four verse four. The Bible says, "Circumcise yourselves to the Lord." Okay, how do you do that? Take away the foreskins of your heart.
1: Ah, so that's what God is saying here. Symbolic. The
0: issue uh-huh. is what's in your heart, right? Yeah. Here.
1: Because your yeah. heart doesn't this literally is, have this a the fork circum-
0: yeah, and And this is not saying that there are not outward things that are unimportant. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about baptism as being incredibly important unless... You're baptized with water. The Bible says you don't see the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, except for extreme mixed circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. The Bible says this is an outward thing. God asks us to do it. Outward things are not unimportant, but when it comes to circumcision, God very, very clearly clarifies that the issue is the circumcision of your heart, not of your flesh.
1: So, how like, what is that really supposed to mean? Because you, you, with circumcision, you chop a piece off. So, you like, you're supposed to. How, what, what does it symbolically mean to chop a piece of your heart off?
0: It means to give the uh, a piece of the most important part of you to God. Okay. Your yeah, heart's pretty important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty important for life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: a whole yeah. lot more important than a foreskin.
1: Uh-huh, that's true. That's
0: true. Yeah. So circumcise the foreskins of your heart, you men of Judah and inhabitants of Judah, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it. and Because of the evil of your doings If you go to chapter 9, Jeremiah 9 um, You have a similar concept over there You want to read for us verse 25 please, Mon
1: A time is coming, says the Lord When I will punish all those who are circumcised in body But not in spirit The Egyptians, Edomites, Ammonites, Moabites, the people who live in the desert in remote places, and yes, even the people of Judah. And like all these pagan nations, the people of Israel also have uncircumcised hearts.
0: Okay, so that's a really important passage right here that talks about the issue. Okay, so when it comes to salvation, Mm -hmm. circumcision was a part of the covenant with Israel. Mm -hmm. When it comes to... Uh, salvation circumcision is not a part of salvation and this is what the Bible is making very very clear right here and there we, we have numerous examples of saved people who were you know not circumcised um, you know we could probably list a whole bunch more off uh, and 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 of course this was what was causing the confusion mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so it was um, a big issue uh, back there and you can you can you can see why it was a big issue for Jewish people because they saw well if you can't participate in Passover how can you be saved yeah and for uh, for Christian Jewish people of course you've got well the Passover is all about the death of Jesus Christ how can you accept the death of Jesus Christ unless you can participate in the Passover you know and uh, remember salvation
2: You're listening to Faith FM
1: positively different radio. So, with the language that they say here, it says like, you know, you have uncircumcised hearts. Is that almost like an old-timey way of the way we say today you're a pew warmer? Like you're just going through the motions. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You just go I'm to saying. church, but it actually, doesn't actually touch your heart and change it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you like, you've, yeah. Had, you've
0: had your foreskin cut off, but nothing's touched your heart. Yeah, yeah. It's It, it, it has become something that is purely on the outside.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And with the symbols that God gives to us, this is one of the interesting things that people will often go to either one of the extremes mm-hmm. because the devil will always try and push us to extremes and extremes are terribly dangerous places to yeah, be. that's right. And so you'll have some people who go to the extreme where it's just all the externals mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's nothing in their heart. Mm-hmm. you know. And you'll have other people go to the other extreme and it's like, well, it's in my heart. The externals are irrelevant. Yeah. Were the externals – was the externals irrelevant? Of circumcision irrelevant for the nation of Israel. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. You know, not in the least bit irrelevant. They were incredibly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, incredibly relevant. And uh, and it wasn't all about, you know, just was it what was in your heart. Because what is in your heart is revealed by what you actually do. Yeah. You know, if their heart was in their right place, then they would have, you know, the uh, the sign of circumcision as well.
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: But if they come to God, if we come to God and like, yeah, 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 it's just it's all in my heart, it's all in my heart, and it's it's, it's a um, somewhat airy fairy kind of approach to it, then uh, that just reveals that actually there's very very little in, little in our heart at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the other hand, if we're like, yeah, I've I've done this, tick that box, okay, I'm good, move on.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Then that's that's not where it's at either. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, so where are we up to? Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 3, and let's read what Paul has to say on this subject and see if Paul agrees with Jeremiah. Romans, chapter 3. Romans, chapter
1: 3. And verse what?
0: Uh, Let's read verse 30.
1: Where is it? Oh, here we go. Right at the end. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles.
0: Let me read from mine. Seeing that there is only one God which shall justify or make, make right the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision by faith. Yours just says Jews and Gentiles. Yeah, but the actual original language talks about circumcision and uncircumcision, and both people are made right with God. How? By, by faith.
1: By faith. By faith. Yeah. The,
0: the, this is exactly what Jeremiah is talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't matter whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised. You know, it makes no difference mm-hmm. because God is going to judge what is in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, for an Israelite, God is going to judge. What is in their heart, you know, in, in relationship to their attitude towards the covenant? Yeah, yeah. But for a non-Israelite, then that is not the issue.
1: Yeah. Okay, First
0: Corinthians chapter seven. First Corinthians chapter seven. And First Corinthians seven, and we will read verse eighteen. Let me read that one first, Mon.
1: For instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it, and the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now.
0: Some practical advice, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
1: it mean, <laughs> how would you reverse it if you had? I don't even know that was possible. Who would keep it around?
0: Um, yeah, let's not even go let's there. Let's not even. Let's not even go there. But I think there is some very practical advice, right yeah. Here. And uh, in in what Paul is saying, um, and and it very clearly shows, you know, his attitude is, you know, let's, next, let's not go changing things. The
1: next it. verse is even better because it says, "For it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments."
0: Well, that's pretty clear, isn't it? It's
1: very clear. But isn't
0: the commandments just on the outside? You know, isn't it just what you're, what? Isn't it what what's in your heart that matters?
1: Well, people try and always separate the two, but. It's about inside that controls what happens outside. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And with circumcision, this related to the covenant with Israel.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And what happened on the outside was a symbol of what was happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. With Christians, the commandments are a symbol of our relationship with God. And what happens on the outside is symbolic of what's happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Circumcision is not for us as Gentiles, but it is for Jewish people. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's go to uh, Romans chapter two, verse 28 and 29. I think I'm heading for this time. Let me see this.
1: Romans 2:29. Man, my fingers are all stuck together this morning. 229. Know, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people.
0: Okay, that's a really good thing. Not merely um, obeying the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. Does that do away with obeying the law? No, not at all. Not in the least. Mm -hmm. That would not make no sense at all. Yeah. And this is why Paul says not merely obeying it because obviously obeying what the law says... Um, once, as, as we've already stated, reveals what's in our heart. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you go to Romans 3 and verse 31, it's probably even clearer over there.
1: Well, then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law.
0: And I think that puts a really good balance on it. Mm-hmm. There are many things that God asks us to do. Mm-hmm. And the law of God, the Ten Commandments, is for every person on the planet. Yeah. This is something that came into existence from the very beginning of the world. Uh, it was, you know, it, it did not come into existence in the time of Moses. It was there long before that. Um, it's right the way through the Bible from one end to the other. Uh, in fact, the New Testament talks more about the law of God than the Old Testament does. If you look at it on a per capita basis, uh, this is a major emphasis and you know our you know we 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 don't come to god and just say okay but it's you know it's just it's it's all what's in my heart my heart loves god so therefore i can disobey god to my heart's content mm. paul says god forbid you know do we do this so that grace may abound do we break god's law so that there might there can be more grace around god forbid how that how shall we who are dead to sin live any more in sin mm. The difference that Paul is making here is that circumcision is for Jewish people. This was a sign of their covenant with God, not the sign of the Christians' covenant with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can be saved without this. This is this is something unique to this particular nation. Let's not pass it on to the Gentiles. But yeah, it was creating quite a stir um, amongst the Gentiles mm-hmm. um, as to you know what was happening. With uh, amongst the Jews, as far as what was happening amongst the Gentiles, let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, quite a page flipping Bible study we're having here this morning.
1: Good, trying to keep up with all my 3
0: verse 28.
1: There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are His heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you.
0: Okay, this is a really clear passage of scripture. And mm. somebody questioned me about this the other day. Um, you know, thinking that when I read this, this this passage and similar passages, that I was somehow you know being coming across as being anti Jewish. Mm.
3: Uh,
0: the Bible says here. In the clearest possible way that if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's descendant and heirs according to the promise. Yeah. And so the Bible tells us here how we become heirs of the promises that were given to Abraham. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We do not become heirs of those promises through circumcision. Yeah. We become heirs of those promises by accepting Christ. Mm -hmm. And so this is the Christian church right here. Uh this is this is the foundation of the Christian church you know when 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 Jesus says the kingdom of God shall be taken from you he was talking to the Jewish nation and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof he's now talking to the Christian nation mm-hmm and this is a really important point because what it shows is that you know God is not God is not being selective based just on. And this is I, I know I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. God does not honor people because of simply the DNA that they carry. Mm-hmm. God honors people because of how they live, mm-hmm. and you you can find that right through the Old Testament. You know when God's people were. Not living according to God's plans and God's laws, and not following God, then they were not under the blessing of God. Mm-hmm. The promises of the covenant were not being applied to them. You know those promises are not unconditional promises; those are very conditional promises. Yeah, yeah. And the whole Old Testament is a, a an example of that. They walk away from you know the the covenant of God, and the blessings are gone. Mm. Um, and we need to be you know we need to be very very aware of of, of how God's promises work because sometimes we get confused about them.
2: Little serve God by just the song. Content to be ourselves when you're content to be yourself.
0: You're listening to Matt and Josie Minigas with the Little Sparrow Psalm. That was a little psalm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a very little, very little song as well.
0: I looked at it and I'm like, ooh, wow, we're just about back on again. But beautiful song right there from uh, Matt and Josie. Just, uh, yeah, wonderful to have those guys on our show again and we're hopefully going to be getting them on for an interview sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So that would be cool. Excellent. Um We're in the process of negotiating a time right now. All right.
1: We should get them to sing live on air. Oh, that'd
0: be cool. Mm-hmm. This would be over the phone because they're in the United States.
1: Oh, they are? Okay, never mind. I have no idea. <laughs> we're in Michigan.
0: That's why we that's why it's been a little bit harder to uh, to sort out a time to oh, um, I see. get them on for an interview. And
1: here I was thinking they were local talent. We are so much local talent.
0: We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so where are we up to? We were up to Galatians chapter three, verse twenty eight, and we were reading here where in verse twenty nine says, If you are a Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise this is the requirement for the gentile is the circumcision of the heart which means to be to give your life fully entirely in surrender to jesus christ so here's a question what's the danger of thinking that salvation is found in a church
1: in a church like any church yeah
0: do you ever run across this mon you can run across people who think that um, salvation is found in the church.
1: Oh, so you get you get pew warmers, people who just go to church to think of that.
0: No, No, not so much a pew warmer. Well, yeah, kind of that, but it's like, yeah, I'm this particular church and so uh, oh, I do
1: need yeah. to change because, mm.
0: you know, this is where salvation is found.
1: Yeah, as in like the one true church and I belong to it, so therefore I'm good. That's yes. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They like feel like they're invincible because they've, they think that they're – You know, linked in with the correct church, so to speak The church that has the most truth And therefore they really need to have a relationship with Christ Because they know so much Bible truth Hmm. But knowing Bible truth doesn't save you
0: No, that's right And, you know, I think it's important because Well, okay, then how should we choose a church? Should we not worry about um, which church we choose? Because, uh, you know, it's just all about our personal connection with God
1: No, it's important to do both Hmm. Yeah and And this whole like trying to split it is such a human thing to do, um but God wants us to have a relationship with him and also follow you know his truth as closely as we can
0: yeah, a true Christian will never settle for second best mm-hmm. and a true Christian will be always looking for and studying for more truth mm-hmm. and a true Christian will choose the church that they worship in based on the church that is the closest to the Bible truth that there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no such church as th- that has a monopoly on all truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not going to exist. But if we choose a church based on anything other than um, the church that is, is the closest to biblical truth, mm-hmm. you know, because it, you know, even I could make criticisms of my own church if I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who can't? These are, you know, institutions run by human beings. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if we choose a church based on anything other than the, 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 the closest level to, tr- you know, truth that there is, then basically what we're doing is we are making a decision for mediocrity. Wow. We're choosing mediocrity.
1: Yeah. Wow. Like,
0: yeah, it doesn't matter, so I'll go where I just feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, I don't, I don't want to have a mediocre relationship with God if if jesus died for me and i love him then my love response to god is to choose to worship him in the way that is the closest possible way to what we find in the bible mm-hmm. it's as simple as that Se- mm-hmm. settling for second best or this one's good enough or you know i just feel comfortable here you know that that shows a very poor attitude towards god and towards the bible yeah why why would i you know why would i be satisfied with anything other than the absolute Highest standard of truth that there is.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so that's the, um, you know, that's the basis on which I've chosen to become a Seventh Day Adventist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I know that there are a lot of people who have chosen different paths, and hey, um, that's between you and God. But that's why I've chosen to, you know, worship a Seventh Day Adventist church. You know, we're not more Seventh Day Adventists, are not more saved than anyone else, and they're not more righteous than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But. I am just absolutely and excited and passionate about the Adventist message. And I believe that this is the message, you know, the the message of Jesus soon return. It is the message for the world right now. You know,
1: I'd like to hear from some listeners, like, give us a call and tell us why you're a part of the church that you're a part of. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 1-800-Faith-FM, tell us about it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let's go to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6.
1: Galatians 5, verse 6 says, For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. That's pretty clear, isn't Mm -hmm.
1: it? Yep, very much.
0: The uh, Jewish believers are saying, hey, this is a big issue right here. um, And if you don't become a part of the Jewish nation, then you are in trouble, and Paul's like, no, the issue here is faith. In fact, while we're here in Galatians, let me show you something. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Verse 6 is a good verse. There's a couple of good verses here.
1: In the same way Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God.
0: Okay. When Abraham was counted as righteousness, mm-hmm. as righteous, mm-hmm. was this before or after he was circumcised? After? No, it's actually before.
1: Okay. I've got no idea when he got circumcised. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. God gave him
0: the covenant of circumcision. Mm-hmm. After he was found to be righteous by faith okay because of his righteousness by faith and okay. him, and God made that a covenant then with israel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so even Abraham, the mm-hmm. father of the Jewish nation, the father of the whole race mm-hmm. uh was found to be righteous without being circumcised okay, and so you know once again, Paul is making this this whole big argument right here okay let's go down to verse 11 verse 11 is a cool verse
1: uh three verse 11 says so it is clear that no one can be made right by god by trying to keep the law for the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life
0: okay so this is a uh, an interesting verse for all of our dispensational friends
1: dispensational friends
0: yes our dispensational friends uh, some people say that you've got the dispensation of law followed by the dispensation of grace and that uh, not not all of them are going to look at dispensation in the way that I'm going to define it right now mm-hmm. but they'll say that people who were in the Old Testament were under the dispensation of law therefore they were saved by keeping the law and people in the New Testament under the dispensation of grace therefore they are saved by... Um, Grace Mm -hmm. and not keeping the law, Mm -hmm. which is kind of strange. One's one's like you do keep the law and the other's – you do keep the law and live a moral life. The other's like, no, don't worry about it. You're covered by grace. Um, Yeah, no, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says, notice here in verse 11, but that no man, no one, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: ever, Mm -hmm. not now, not in the future, not anywhere in the past has ever been justified or made right or made righteous by the law of God. As a okay. blanket statement. That statement goes right back to Adam. You cannot make yourself righteous by trying hard to keep the law of God. The only way that Adam or Noah or Abraham or King David or Jeremiah or Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the only way that any of these guys or Paul or Titus or Barnabas ever received righteousness was by grace. Mm -hmm. There's only one standard of salvation, and that is salvation by grace alone. And Paul, of course, goes on here, and uh, he he says, this is obvious. And then he quotes the Old Testament. He quotes from the book of Habakkuk. He says, the just shall live by faith. And so he quotes from the Old Testament to prove his point that no one is ever justified by keeping the law of God. We are justified by grace. It is keeping the law of God that is an evidence of our justification Not a means of our justification we need to be very careful Not to get those two things confused This is Melissa Otto
4: I'm not alone You are near The night might be falling But your light is here It's constant It will never fade Always warming and growing. Heaven's not so far away It's peace and it's joy on this journey I'll take It's help will be with me until morning breaks No, heaven's not so far away
0: Welcome back everybody. We were just listening to uh, Melissa Otto with not so far away. We have come to the <coughs> question of the day.
1: Uh, before we do that, let me hit you with another clue for our quiz, which I can't believe hasn't been snapped up yet. This is like I can't believe we hey, didn't we, we did the
0: whole Bible study today without mentioning it. I
1: know it was in the back of my mind the whole time. That's right. Okay.
0: I thought I thought I thought we did all right. With that, we're uh, getting through that one.
1: I'm going to run through the clues again, all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, what city am I? Paul rebuked Peter in this city. Sorry, got mouthful of stuff. Paul
0: rebuked. <laughs> this, Paul- is, this is this is Mon trying to multitask again.
1: No, Mon's just trying to eat food and talk. Paul trying. Paul rebuked Peter in this city because Peter wouldn't eat with Gentiles for fear of the Jews. This is the one of the first cities where the gospel was preached to the Gentiles. Great numbers of people were saved in this city. So the church at Jerusalem sent Barnabas to encourage them, and our latest clue, Barnabas and Saul lived and taught in this city for a whole year.
0: Mm -hmm. What city is that one? Give us a call, 1-800-324-843 if you have the answer, and our question of the day is...
1: Wait a second, let me read it it out to you. Okay, Lyle, Mm -hmm. question of the day is... Isn't the Sabbath all in our minds? Can't we like why can't we just choose which day out of the seven to worship on?
0: Yeah, is the Sabbath just in our mind or our heart? And if our mind or our heart is right with God, um, can we just choose any day? You know, yeah, one day out of six. Exactly. Yeah, does this is really a, matter. this is one of those questions that um, you know it does come across sounding really nice and 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 um, and righteous and all that kind of thing. But I want you to think about this, Mon. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: you're a single person, so it may not have the same impact. As maybe say to a married person, but let's say that um, let's say that you're married mm-hmm. and your wedding anniversary comes and it goes. How are you feeling right now?
1: Uh, fine. Why?
0: You're not really. Oh, you, oh, you mean like, like it person. comes and
1: goes and it wasn't. Yeah, celebrated? Yeah, no, nothing
0: happens. And so you then. No, be you a know, sucky. So,
1: yeah, a little bit. A, a few yeah, days later, you say. go to your
0: husband and say, "You know, we you missed our wedding anniversary." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just, I love you in my heart." Mm, it's not that special is right? it and then, he goes, and then he goes you know what I chose to uh, I, I thought that um, you know it was more convenient for me to have your wedding an- or to have our wedding anniversary in a month's time from now and so I've picked a date over there yeah that's not right okay how valued are you feeling and how loved are you feeling as a wife right now when your husband comes along and says you know what there's 365 days in the year I can pick any one of those to have our wedding anniversary on
1: I would not feel very special or significant to him.
0: Okay, so that's communicating a lack of love, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's communicating a lack of love and a lack of respect for you and for who you are and for, you know, the relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same with the Sabbath. You know, God did not come to us and say, look, you can choose one day in seven, doesn't really matter, you know, Pick whichever one you want God chose something special He placed a blessing in it He never blessed any other day And when we come to God and say Yeah, I know you blessed that day I know you picked that day But it's not good enough for me There's one over here that's way more You know, it's just more convenient for me What are we communicating to God?
1: That Yeah, we don't love Him
0: And what does that say about our relationship Our connection with God? Think about this Let's, let's bring this back to the Bible now mm-hmm. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden They eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and as a result they die. Let me ask you this question. The fruit,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: in and of itself, was it toxic? Did it contain toxins? No. 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 What was the problem? Why did they die? You see, the issue wasn't the fruit because the fruit was just like any other fruit. You know? mm-hmm. The issue was obedience, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, disobedience, yeah.
0: Now, w- when God asked them to do that, you know, was God vague or was God specific? In fact, let me say this. Is God ever vague when he asks us to do something?
1: No, he's always very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, so think about it. You know, he didn't come to them and say, look, you know, there's all the fruit of all the trees in the garden. Eat any one you want. doesn't matter which one. You pick one.
1: Yeah, no, he doesn't do that. He didn't. He said, no, this specific Mm -hmm. one here.
0: And when they ate of that fruit, it wasn't a problem that the fruit actually poisoned them. It was that they had disobeyed God and their disobedience had revealed what was in their heart. It had revealed their lack of love for God. The issue wasn't the fruit, the issue was obedience. The issue isn't the day, the issue is obedience. Obedience does not save us, it simply reveals our salvation it reveals our connection with god it reveals how much we love god and the question that god is asking us is this do you love me enough to honor the day that i have chosen mm. in much the same way that you might you know talk to your husband do you love me enough to honor our wedding anniversary or are you just going to do it at your own convenience whenever you feel like it yeah you know this is this is this is the whole issue here with the sabbath it's all about love you know we could look at one example after another right the way through the bible nadab and abihu bring strange fire into the sanctuary and God destroys them. Mm-hmm. You know the chemical process of the fire is no different in your campfire to the sanctuary, but God was specific. Naaman the leopard, go dip seven times in the river Jordan. Six wouldn't have been enough. Any other river wouldn't have been enough. Our obedience demonstrates where our heart is at. Come to the New Testament, you've got Ananias and Sapphira, we've been studying about that. Uh, very dramatic story uh, right here, you know, during our, our uh our Bible study time, our encounter with God's time as part of the 20 million movement and you have the same story again, God doesn't change God is specific about what he asks us to do and our obedience to God's specific commands are evidence of our relationship our connection, our love for him
5: Than tongue or pen can ever tell It goes beyond the highest star And reaches to the lowest hill The guilty pair bowed down with care God gave His Son to win His He reconciled and pardoned from his sin O love of God, how rich and pure How measureless and strong It shall forevermore endure The saints in age Mm -hmm. When years of time Shall pass away When earthly thrones and kingdoms fall When men who hear refuse to pray On rocks and hills and mountains cold God's love so sure shall stay. sky
0: You're listening to Sam Ock, The Love of God, and the text messages are coming in uh, uh, thick and fast here, Mon. We have um, someone who just wanted to say, what an amazing testimony. Let's, let me just dig this one up real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to say what amazing testimony by the young lady this morning. Uh, went through something very similar. It's a very dark and lonely path. Um, and then we have... Uh, Kelvin, who's texted in and said, tell Mon she can have her unicorn because it is in the Bible. Deuteronomy thirty-three seventeen and a couple of other Bible passages. Yes, unicorns and are in
1: the Bible, Lyle. Yep. And we also had a prayer request come in um, from... For. From, for, who?
0: For uh, a young lady by the name of Eunuch who uh, uh, we're praying for. Yes, and, we've prayed uh, her for her. And mother was um, specifically asking a prayer request for her and for her... Um,
1: Situation, Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so our team has prayed for you guys already. So yeah, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to send them in. I'm going to give one last clue for this quiz, even though I know we're at the end of our show. Uh, what city am I? Believers were first called Christians in this city. Its name begins with the letter A. Mm, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you can still figure that out. We've been mentioning that city nonstop all throughout our Bible study uh, in the past few weeks. But now we have our free giveaway. You don't need to tell us any answer for this one. You should be the first person to call through. We have a copy of a book called Christ's Objects Lessons, Stories to Live By. This is a beautiful book. The stories of the master teacher as recounted in this volume draw practical, down-to-earth lessons from the common scenes, objects, and incidents of life. These stories are bound in helpful guidelines to positive thinking and buoyant living.
0: This is all about the parables of Jesus.
1: All about the it's parables fantastic. of Jesus. fantastic. Amazing Just, book. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's good sermon material in here. Mm-hmm.
1: This so is the first book out not, of the prize it, Not that it's
0: box. in any way heavy.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, no,
0: no. This is a great devotional book. It's just it's just fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the first book that we pulled out of our prize box, so you know it's a good one. good one-eight hundred-three two four-eight four
0: three is the number, and it is yours for free here on Faith FM or text us on 0491-064-669.
1: Of course you stay tuned. We have great programming coming up for you today. And we'll see you tomorrow morning after the seven o'clock news. Have a blessed day. I could just sit, I could just
2: sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am.